Welcome to the Nifty Podcast, presented by Partyfish Media, a showcase of the best emerging filmmakers under the age of 25 from all over the world. Film starts here at Nifty 2023 in Seattle, Washington. Hi everybody, my name is Robert Bohorkas. I am on Nifty's board. I'm a longtime programmer of Nifty, and I'm excited to be here with uh, filmmakers, some of the filmmaking team behind uh, a film that was in our Family Ties screening. Um, if you need a pronunciation... Uh help I get it also Don Leary yeah you got Dun it Leary. yeah I heard awesome. you say it twice and Great. I locked it in good um, but yeah so we've got some folks here um, with the with this film let's get some introductions we start with you yeah hi my name is William Lancaster I wrote and directed Dun Leary which premiered at Nifty yesterday I'm Will I helped on the movie and I uh, helped edit it do some other things I'm Shane Bagwell and I'm the DP of the movie yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming in and uh, sitting down here and talk about it a little bit. Um, so just to kind of kick things off, um, can you give us like a little short kind of a log line summary of the of the film and we can go from there? Yeah. So Dunleary is about a, a woman who tries to move, move a new stove into her elderly mother's house in the town Dunleary in Ireland. And that starts a war between the two who are kind of trapped in this claustrophobic kind mm-hmm. of dark and dingy home uh, and the two just kind of battling it out and, yeah. and the the mom who will stop at nothing to prevent this stove from moving in they do or don't need a new cooker yeah, yeah that is the question um, so I want to ask uh, where did kind of the inception of the film come from where's the where's how did this story find you and you know where did so yeah I have start? to give I have to give full credit to my own Irish grandmother mm-hmm. uh, who lives in Dunleary and we actually filmed in her house and okay. the 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 actress who's playing the role inspired by her is wearing her clothes so yeah very very close to very home cool and so yeah I have this I have this uh, grandmother who while I love her is she's one of the meanest people I've, <laughs> I've ever met and growing up seeing the way that she's sort of treated her kids and the family and just like this sort of unfiltered um, like pessimism and, and mm-hmm. negativity and, and sort of just like putting up a fight over everything is there was something sort of sad about it, but mm-hmm. really funny too. And I remember one year growing up, we, we'd, we'd visit her almost every year. Mm-hmm. And one year growing up, we went in and everyone get, kind of gave us a talking to before we went into the house, which was nobody bring up the stove. Don't talk about the stove. Don't let her in the kitchen. Just don't talk about it. She's forgotten. And I I never found out what happened that, you know, led them to uh-huh. needing to give us that talk. But this movie is sort of my imagined scenario of what might have gone down. Right. Okay. The whole crew, there was only about seven of us on the crew. Mm-hmm. And we all came from different places. Like these guys okay. met at Nifty. Izzy, who is also here, who, who I'll shout out. Um, we've known each other our whole life. Like we mm-hmm. went to preschool together, wow. and then there was Chelsea and Grace, who I went to high school with. Also Nifty alum. Mm-hmm. Also Nifty mm-hmm. alum, and yeah, I honestly it was whoever said yes to this insane deal that I, that wow. I told people, which was less the, of a deal, more of an expense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone paid. <laughs> I, I pitched. I basically disguised the film as a trip to Ireland Mm -hmm. and was like, if you're looking for an excuse to come to Ireland and and pay for your flights, uh, we're going to go do this movie. But we did pay for our own flights. Yeah, Yeah. we did. How was, so I mean, other than trip to Ireland, like what spoke to both of you for, you know, as uh, being on set and editing also and then shooting it, like what kind of hooked you about it? I mean, I've always 
like I trust William, so mm-hmm. I know you know I wanted to be a part of it, wanted to help out. Like I yeah, you know, one of those people where you just know it's gonna be at least good or mm-hmm. interesting. You know what I mean? And I was really fascinated with the idea of going to Ireland and only shooting inside a house. I thought mm-hmm. it was, I was very confused by that. That's nice of you to um, say because that was cliffs and all sorts of stuff outside. Yeah, that was the thing I was most. It was, was also my f- like first time really out of the country, and I was very very confused at what Ireland was, and I just thought of it as cows and big fields, mm-hmm. and I was very excited for that. And then he sent me the script. And there wasn't a single exterior shot. No cows. Was no cows. A little confused yeah. why I spent $750, but very intrigued. That's an affordable flight. It actually was it, pretty cheap. Wow. Yeah. Very, very cheap. Yeah, exactly. They should, all, they should stop complaining. Yeah, we should really <laughs> stop complaining. Uh, no, that was, would have been more expensive than that. Yeah, no, especially, especially talking, with, uh, t- talking with Shane, because we had never worked together. And, mm-hmm. and like, we really, really met on the film. We basically met on the film. We really didn't know each other. Wow. Um, uh, we had met a handful of times b- before that, but the last time we had worked together, actually, Shane was shooting a music video. I was a PA on, mm-hmm. and then recently, Shane said he did not remember that I was there. I did not remember. I remember, that, but I don't and know then how I could ever forget. The remember. next, I set, remember. Gordon I mean, I'm, you saw me around. You guys were busy. Yeah, you were busier than yeah. I was. And um, the next set we were on was was in Ireland, and um, talking to Shane about it, like I did say, I was like, you know, we are traveling all this way to shoot inside this house like and I know mm-hmm. that you probably think that's crazy um, or like uh, yeah what, what's what's the point of that can we not find somewhere mm-hmm. uh, that we can shoot this in but I think you guys when you stepped into the oh, house I was confused until the moment I walked it mm-hmm. and it was like the most incredibly it's production designed location, yeah. location yeah. with no work like that was one, one of my questions yeah. was is this a location that we found all this Grandma, everything. Yeah, there's no production designer. We like moved two things. We actually, yeah. Everything there is that that is my grandma's house. We we all the crew stayed there. We shot in there. That was just our hub, and everything there was just was placed by my grandma. So she should get a production design credit. (laughs) In fact, it's really it's really cluttered in there. If we did anything, we actually took a couple things out of that living room. Wow, Um, but. The one thing I love about that house and like growing up is like we didn't touch that. That was all there. I mean, you have this this um, what's above the fireplace? The mantle. mantle. The mantle on the mantle, just stuffed with things. And then she had, which I think is a, kind of a good like s- symbol of the the film is that she has this grand marble fireplace mm-hmm. um, that's really ornate and detailed, and uh, with a little electric heater in front of it right. that she actually uses. <laughs> like, she never uses, never touches the fireplace. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also just kind of ask in terms of determining like the look of the film and kind of creatively what went into developing like, you know, it seems like it's tethered to like your memory a little bit too. And so I'm curious like how communicating that with everybody and yeah, ready to shoot there was. Absolutely. I think when I was writing it, um, I, I tend to be, I tend to go very ambitious when I'm writing projects and this was like COVID had happened and everyone was sort of struggling to find their like two characters one location movie and this came out of that a bit and I was like Mm -hmm. really just trying to strip it down like really like go minimal with everything like not a lot of camera movement um, just long as long takes as we can get of of actors doing their thing and characters just in a room Um, and so for that I really 
and knowing what the what the house looked like, I was actually looking at at stuff like Foxcatcher, mm-hmm. like as a as a reference. And I loved. Um, honestly, I was getting kind of sick of like widescreen movies and like four by three uh, aspect ratio movies. Yeah. I was getting a little. T- I'd seen a lot of my of like films coming out like that. So I really like Foxcatcher is is almost full frame mm-hmm. and beautifully I, 16 by 9 16 by 9 and I was like really really adamant about about 16 by 9 and then one of Shane and I's first calls um, I didn't have other than that I did I really wanted to leave it up to him um, and we started talking about First Reformed which uh, is mm-hmm. a movie we, we love and um, I think is one of the, the heaviest influences on it and one of the conversations was, was aspect ratio and I said I just really want to do um, 16 by 9 full screen I just think that's gonna do it and and Sh- Shane hesitated and was like interesting he had seen photos of the house and he was like I think we should definitely do uh, 4 by 3 <laughs> and we had a conversation I said and, and I was open to having my mind changed but I needed a good reason for that and Shane gave one which was yeah, I, I, well, a lot of, like, directors that go to NYU come out with, like, 4-3 fatigue. Because there's, like, <laughs> in these, like, freshman year classes, people just, like, slap 4-3 mm-hmm. on the shit that they didn't shoot for that. Um, and yeah. uh, people aren't, like, composing for it or thinking about it. But I just saw those, like, massively tall windows and super mm-hmm. high ceilings. Um, it's, it's literally made for it. All, all, yeah. the, all the rooms are, like designed for 4-3 it feels like it's like built for it like they're literally they're, they're not wide like they're they're, they're, all, they're yeah. like taller than they are wide it's like yeah. 20 foot ceilings with like yeah. small rooms mm. which I could say as a director that I had like the foresight to be like to know that that's what 4 by 3 is used for is for vertical sp- space yeah mm-hmm. i always just thought it was like kind of a easy way to make things look like a little quirky a little quirky yeah. um or you can think of it as a as a crop horizontally or a vertical extension you know that's mean? true yeah exactly that's, and yeah and so that that swayed me and then i will say like after you said that i was kind of imagining it now in, in this aspect ratio um i was there's a lot of paintings in that living room and i was looking at them and like a yeah. lot of them were like four by three and you can see mm-hmm. in the thing like it just it totally works. It fits the room. Fits yeah. the room, yeah. Just those ceilings are, like, crushing. And we wanted the film to be kind of just, like, r- relentless. Like, you're not mm-hmm. allowed to leave the frames you're in. You're, like, super in their eye lines. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, like, these ceilings that are looming over them, and they're small in the frame. Yeah. yeah. And there's, like, a there's like a slow... I mean, it's, it's certainly intentional, just the anxiety build over the whole thing. Like, I put in my notes, like, horror question mark? Mm-hmm. Um, because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's just, like... That score. As they go back and forth, and she remembers and reforgets things, and like it's just this like slow until like l- they literally like fight with each other um, yeah, to the death. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I that I mean that's that's kind of how it feels at that house, honestly. And it's like we it's, it's, it's which sucks. Is this family trauma we're finding <laughs> yeah, oh, right yeah. now? <laughs> all all resemblance to people living or dead is purely. Uh, intentional there's a dark energy in there no it's it is i mean we and i talked to my dad a lot about uh, about it and his his feeling because he he has a very close tie to his mom and son obviously and Mm -hmm. and that anxiety and stress of being in there and it does feel like a haunted house movie like i i i would love for people to to see it as a haunted house movie where there's kind of ghosts around yeah and 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 this sort of looming looming threat and this mm-hmm. this pressure cooker that is cooker. Um, 
cougars. That they can't they can't escape. Yeah. Yeah. In the funniest way possible. The room the room that I slept in was hundred percent haunted. For sure. Yeah. Whole, we put him in the whole haunted. like two was, floors above what we shot that were all so scary but and beautiful. Spooky. Yeah. yeah. Cathedral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's dark, it's dark in there. Like and and you know, it, it felt it felt odd to sort of shove a bunch of lights in there and like right right and so is this mostly daylight that we're working with how many how much lighting did you do yeah we we like shaped a lot of natural okay. daylight we pushed um, a few units to yeah we had we had like a couple units for inside we mm-hmm. didn't have the money to like put any lights outside use any big lights but yeah. um that's true it was kind of like every time <laughs> every time we tried to like throw up artificial light it just would look wrong because like uh-huh. the, the Irish light is so beautiful and yeah, so yeah, soft. So and pretty. These windows are just like you couldn't ask for a better right. like thing to have light soft. And a more powerful lighting. Yeah. Beautiful windows. Um, a lot of waiting. We waited for the sun a lot. We used the sun. Mm, yeah. Time, yeah, so. yeah you, a lot of like cutting things down outside of windows. A yeah. lot of like negative fill inside. Yeah. And uh, we we definitely had to bring out lights sometimes, but we tried to keep them kind of as far away from the action yeah. as possible. So. Mm-hmm. You mostly know, just gripping, but mostly just late. controlling yeah. Yeah. a lot of natural light. Cool. Yeah, we, shaping what we, was there. I th- a lot of Irish people are constantly, you know, if you go to Ireland, you're, you're constantly waiting for pockets of sunlight, you know, to go out. And then uh-huh. once there's sun, there's like, you have 20 minutes and you go out and like take off all your clothes and like go into the water. And mm-hmm. like, that's what they're looking for. We, we were the opposite. It was like, it's, it was like, we really wanted a cloudy, you know, what we were counting on, because I've been to Ireland, was like just constant cloud coverage, like no yeah. harsh shadows. Um, and we went and it was like the sunniest Irish summer I've ever... This, this is sounding incredibly similar to this nifty weekend we're having in Seattle. Yeah. Where yeah. It's like everyone came here and <laughs> yeah. it was just sunny, sunny, sunny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that I was um, really curious about was like, I think... For those of us that are, you know, don't have a connection to Ireland, I think there's like a, a charm that we associate with it. It must—it's something about probably the accent or something. But there's also like, and I think this film gets at it. There's like, like a weight of like legacy and sadness, kind of. And so I'm curious, like, how you worked to kind of capture that in the movie, because I think there's at one point whenever it's when they're talking about the Winston Churchill the thing Mm -hmm. and she's like I was born in the 70s or or 1970 Um, you kind of get this like generational like we should kind of get what we can from our relatives when we can Um, and so yeah I'm curious like if that was how you considered that element of directing these actors and everything yeah well no that's a great question actually and like I have to think about it for a second (laughs) because you're right. I think there's a, there is an idea of Ireland as these sort of like charming, happy family scenes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, I think people know that like, you know, Irish people have a very dark sense of humor. Right. They and they tend to, especially with family members, I think bottle up a lot of uh, things or and not talk super honestly about right. their emotions. Anyone, um, anyone who's seen a Martin McDonough movie. Well, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. That was my next thing. And, and like Martin McDonough did a, I mean, he was one of the best, biggest inspirations mm-hmm. of mine. And like, yeah. he did an amazing job of subverting that with his plays and mm-hmm. like really 
showing. I mean, I think Ireland actually really didn't love some of his plays early on because it it didn't follow that kind of charm uh-huh. that I- Ireland puts out in the world. He he really subverted it and showed like these dark sides of Irish familial relationships, mm-hmm. um, especially Beauty Queen of Lenan uh, is an amazing play that I read for this and is about a, a mother daughter relationship yeah. and it's pretty pretty fucked up <laughs> and um and yeah so i think there's a lot of that going on and like it comes out in a lot of like that's why I, irish people are, are really funny sometimes it's like why my grandma is really funny because she really now she's like unfiltered mm-hmm. like says exactly what she, what she's thinking um but in a sort of darkly i mean i think i think irish people like it comes out in like dark humor and mm-hmm. in, in like gift of the gab kind right, of right. dialogue and but for that scene that you're talking about yeah it's funny how these things come out because like i think that was a feeling i had when i went to visit the family that i was a generation removed from my grandma so i still kind of saw i felt a little bad for her and and, mm-hmm. and, and sympathetic and um but that's what I, I find in these relationships sometimes is you one second want to lunge them and grab them by the throat and yeah. just like, you know, be so, so angry. And then the next second you'll be in a situation where you hear them say something like that or like mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. go off and go somewhere else and say something that you kind of uh, realize, you know, that they're this old person who... Um, doesn't have anyone around anymore is right. is, is lonely and um, which is almost worse because then you start feeling bad for them and all of the meanness and negativity that you know is really hard to deal with mm-hmm. like it, it, I don't know you you take it, you take both of it and you start you start feeling bad for them and and which which makes it horrible because it kind of traps you there longer mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, mm-hmm. you feel that you need to um, care for them and you do and it's kind of an impossible well there's like uh there's like a mundanity to some of the conversation in here too right where it's like just the day-to-day yeah keeping keeping grandma and mom on track yes of of it too and i thought that that i thought that writing was really well done and then also the performances were great and so like the that how was that casting process i'm assuming (laughs) they're local folks Yeah. yeah yes that was that was uh the casting was was awesome, and I, I have to give them full credit for making mm. all of that, you know, dialogue and all that writing land yeah. in the way that they did because they they really nailed it. And actually, watching it now, seeing the sort of the climactic moment uh, when the stove is is being moved in, and watching Leslie kind of when she starts getting really angry, it's 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 awesome, and I love that she did this. But at the beginning of that line, it's like she's still trying to hold back. Mm-hmm. She's still trying to keep herself. Uh, in check and she's been living with her mom now for years and years and and con- it just constantly like pushing it all down and not and not you know exploding at her and at the start of that line I feel like she's still holding it in and as she says more and more and more mm-hmm. she gets herself more angry and yeah. angry until it's like it's a like, dam bursting yeah. exactly and um so casting we we found it really hard to cast this uh we were looking around for Irish actresses and what we did find out is that a lot of actresses of a certain age 
don't love to disclose their actual age oh. when looking for work, <laughs> which honestly became kind of a challenge because everyone's headshots were about 20 or 30 years uh, before uh-huh. taken 20 or 30 years ago. So um, that made it a little bit challenging. And my, my dad's an actor and he's, he's from Ireland and we were calling up some of his friends and we had, were sent Stella's reel um, a while ago and, and we're very, it was very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought she would be great. And we didn't know whether to cast the daughter or the mother first, because for mm-hmm. age, like, we needed to make sure that they were believable as a mother and daughter, we, and, but it's hard to find, you know, 80-year-old actresses. Right. And right. so Stella just was perfect, and she was in a, she's in a bunch of things. She had a role in Game of Thrones and stuff. And oh, wow. Like, was, yeah. was awesome. She's from Northern, uh, Northern Ireland and Belfast. So we found her, and then looked forever for someone to play the daughter and looked through reels and reels. It got to a point where it was about like three or four days before shooting and we didn't have anybody and every all the cast and crew had paid for their flights. So scared. <laughs> they were ready to go. <laughs> and again, I was meeting a lot of these people too and, and a lot of them I'd like loved, the, you know, loved their work. and their, right. their, I was really like, you know, getting a bit nervous that we weren't going to have a film to shoot and about to have a have a tough call uh, right, to make right. with them to say like listen I don't know if we're gonna um, we're gonna be able to do this we found this Irish website this casting website that really was looked like it was made in like 1998 it was just a list of names a real link and a list of emails wow and um, we actually found some person for the daughter uh, who we really liked and liked the script and was ready and then we <laughs> I was looking I was trying to look find some more of her work and I found her Twitter and she had a lot of anti-vax tweets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and we were shooting this uh, during the pandemic, and we yeah. just, without that wasn't safe, so we had to say sorry. But it was almost tempting, because we were a couple days to shoot. Yeah, we did yeah, not want to yeah. go back to the drawing board. Um, Leslie, we found her real, and was just, like, immediately struck by her. And, like, her... You could, almost, you could already see that she had this... She had this intensity that she was kind of, like, could hold back mm-hmm. and not... Uh, let out too easily and sent her the script over email introduced myself and then like an hour later I got it like through this weird website I didn't even know how they could reach us back mm-hmm. but an hour later I got a text from a number I was like hey this is Leslie uh, love, love the script and oh. um, would love to be a part of it and yeah. she they were they were total pros like um, like really trained like yeah their their theater yeah Oh, okay. Yeah. Theater trained and um, like just simple things, like just w- seeing an actor like like hit their mark, like even without kind of t- like she we didn't even give her mark, like she knew where the light was. She always aware of the camera. Yeah, knew how to find her light. Yeah, wow. for for both for both of them. them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, both of them are great. Stella had a stronger personality. <laughs> Stella was a strong personality. Yeah. Stella was very much reminded me of of. My grandma very was, intense. Like. She was more intense than the performance she gave. Yeah, yeah she, she was, was yeah. in between takes. Yeah, she, I would say she's meaner in person. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of yeah, that was tough. It was like d- d- a couple of the earlier takes, we were trying to tell her to be more like uh, like, like herself. herself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, she would soften. We're like, we okay, were your character yeah. supposed to be. I don't know how to tell you the truth right now, but <laughs> yeah, your character supposed to be miserable. So can you be more like you you were when you walked in? <laughs> yeah, and I, I I get it. I mean, I think she saw a bunch of you know young people come in and oh, and sure. start you know setting up, and and she'd been in this industry long enough to sort of been, been like 
you know messed around with and oh, uh, sure. you know yeah. by by people um and so she fought us on everything like she really <laughs> arm wrestled every decision uh and really kept us like it was not a didn't make it an easy no. like time which was great because this character is a is a true, difficult true person to that yeah she, true <laughs> she that. really ha- did not like shane at she first didn't like shane shane kept telling her to move slightly to make the frame right she kept bullying i told her she wasn't allowed to wear a purple scarf because it was not in the palace that was yeah that was the that was that and broke then the it, was over, it was yeah, over it was over she he had to leave the room and once he said color palette yeah, yeah. She, was, she was it was she was, you think you are yeah, yeah. so um, but halfway through she halfway really through. switched around and had a fond love for Shane yeah actually. she really got to she came to love Shane she, she hated me but she she wanted me she called you a curly <laughs> what did she call you Just a, she, she was like I love these like curly headed Israeli looking boys <laughs> 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 like, where's the Israeli oh my god <laughs> Um, yeah, and she and she would like grab my head when I'd like lay a mark on the floor. Oh, yeah, so yeah. and she she was great for that. I love her for all of that. No, like, she was she, amazing. And she, she she called you the handsome curly haired one. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I was. <laughs> yeah. Will had all, Will also has curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, we're unfortunately I feel like I've got a million other questions. So, oh man, like the last one before we start to wrap up um, is uh, there a new cooker is revealed. Spoilers, and I'm curious if this it was that um, your grandmother's actual just stove, or did you bring in a new gift her another new? For a while, I was reaching out to junkyards and oh. like electrical dumping places yeah. for an old burnt so, mm-hmm. or an old stove we could sort of burn and have that be moved out. Right. Because um, my grandma did recently get a new stove, ah. which is inspiration for this film and so she does have in this sort of like dingy kitchen she has this bright gleaming white stove and um, so eventually we decided that when we cut into the kitchen the old stove would have already been moved out Mm -hmm. and we just moved this in so yeah we did use my grandma's new stove we just cleaned it up a bit and yeah Looks Mo- brand new. Moved in by the great Paul <laughs> O'Halloran, who is a, a, a family member who is not. A, he he does a, a, some acting, like extra work around mm-hmm. Ireland, but I think really killed it in that role, bringing the stove in. So good. Yeah. <laughs> um, great. Well, um, I'm, I would like to know what's next. What are we working on now that's coming down the road that people can keep an eye out for? Sure. Yeah. So this um, this short film, Dunleary, was just in a, a short to feature lab mm-hmm. um, a couple months ago. And so I've been developing the uh, script for the feature version of Dunleary. Um, and on top of that, we just shot a documentary in Hope, mm-hmm. British Columbia um, for the 40th anniversary of Rambo First Blood. Okay. And Hope <laughs> is the filming location of that movie. And we went down there for a few uh days filming tank crushings and Rambo paintball. It was really a wild experience. And we went up in a helicopter and so we have this little documentary that we've been working on. So we'll see if we get it done in time for next year's Nifty. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. There's five days of Pretty much twenty one hours. Yeah, of mayhem. It Lots of like. coverage. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's a lot of footage. A lot of big Ram- Rambo fans, oh, but wow. a lot of gems in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those those two, and then um, you know, just trying to make a couple, the other, a couple shorts in between those. Yeah. But those two are sort of the things on the horizon. Sweet. And you can you can find me at my Instagram, which is William of the Lancaster website pending. 
Yeah. What about you guys? Um, I mean, we're working on the dock. That's mm-hmm. going to be fun. Uh, a lot of fun moments in there. William did a Iron Man slap shot at the local bar with a bunch of locals, which yeah. is where you have to snort salt and then squeeze a lemon in your eye. Um, and then the bartender, who's like a, 50, take a shot. 55-year-old woman, gets to, yeah, you take the shot and then she gets to slap you in the face. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's really fun. And her son was there actively doing it as well yeah. on his own accord. Yeah, just a solidarity. Yeah, a lot At the of, bar named Stallone's. Yeah, Ooh. literally named Stallone's. So cool. it's going to be a very Rambo, very Rambo movie. So, um, yeah, and then also just music videos and such that cool. I usually do. And Thomas and I are doing a movie soon. He's uh, directing a feature version of a movie that was here mm-hmm. in 2020. So oh, okay. We're shooting in June. Yeah. So that'll be sweet. Coming that'll up. Be fun. Yeah. Also, shout out BigKid.TV. Yeah, my new production company. <laughs> um, just, a million things. Yeah, just some music yeah. videos and <laughs> shorts and uh, hopefully a lot of stuff with these guys. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. Thank it's you so to much. hear more about the film and everything. This was a blast. Into it. This yeah. was so fun. And if you don't mind giving me on my soapbox a little bit, just like huge shout out to you guys and Nifty. Like, Change, really. Changed my life. Yeah, yeah, like brought, brought, <laughs> brought us all together in a, in a, in a, in a pretty sure. real intense way. No, and like yeah. you guys just really like put together like put together thoughtful, engaging of events wow. and like blocks of stuff. So I like it must be a lot of like I find it hard watching a lot of uh, youth short films after a while, <laughs> and and you guys uh, year after year just put together a, a great thing. So yeah. uh, thank, you. thank you guys. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and thank you for listening. For more information on Nifty 2023 or upcoming events, The Talented Youth, and more emerging filmmakers, check out nifty.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter at NFFTY or on Instagram and TikTok at Nifty Film. And for more podcasts from Partyfish Media, search Partyfish Media wherever you listen to podcasts or check out our website at partyfish.media. Party Fish Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliott Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org.